This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom. But has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix May 16th. Hello, and welcome back to the You Up podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. Jordana, it's so good to be back here for a Sunday special with you. How are you? What's going on? I'm great. I'm very excited because we have a very special guest today. We do. I, I, you know, I, I'm always excited when we have an expert on, a professional, because you and I we're really just don't know talking. Out, we don't know anything. <laughs> we're we're just talking out of our asses on a daily basis and just trying to be vulnerable and empathetic and really answer all these questions. But today we are joined um, by an actual doctor who's going to help us talk about you know the stuff going on in in, in men's pants. And I and I like that. <laughs> he, he is. Um, uh, he's a urologist and he is located in Midtown Manhattan. You can follow him on Instagram at Dr. J Kamenetsky. Dr. Kamenetsky, thank you for coming on. Hey, great to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it's of good course. to be here with you virtually, of course. Um, if you, if you could explain kind of what you do and who you see just for our listeners, who could, who do you help the most? That's, I think a good place to start for us. Most of our patients are men. We see men and women. We, uh, our, my practice specializes in men's health. So we see a lot of sexual dysfunction, low testosterone, erectile problems, premature ejaculation, um, all sorts of things. Uh, first time I ever saw something was when I spoke to you last time. And you told me some guy uh, urinated in his girlfriend's mouth when he had an orgasm. So I remember that one. So, yeah, you've be, you've become our counsel. We, we have you. We go kind of go to you for, um, hey, what's the deal here? And and what in that situation is? What, what do you have to say about that? Is that possible to pee while you're erect? Well, it's possible to pee while you're erect. Um, it's a little unusual to to pee while you're having an orgasm during a blowjob. I mean, I guess you know women do have uh, ejaculate some people question if it's urine or there is definitely maybe some urine in there but but that was a first i must say i've been doing this for a long time uh that was the first time i had ever heard that huh i have i have a question about your your practice in general and just like i mean we get a lot of questions about um erectile dysfunction or a lot of women dealing with men um, who are either, either dating or sleeping with that um have those kinds of issues do you feel like there's a there's a big stigma around a lot of men where they don't they don't really feel comfortable talking about it or it's sort of like a hidden thing and that that um maybe they'll only talk to you about or even hesitant to talk to people at your practice about you know things have changed a lot over the years so you know viagra was first approved uh you know, 15, 18 years ago. And so the whole concept of erectile dysfunction has changed. So now guys can go online and buy this stuff. It's generic. So I think there's a little less of a, a stigma attached to it. But yeah, I think a lot of a lot of guys are still embarrassed. Uh, it's, it's very common. So 
you know, a lot of your viewership are younger, younger adults, and I'm seeing more and more young guys with ED. The last time I saw this many young guys with ED was in 2008 during the financial crisis. So oh, wow. stress, so do you, stress do you think, plays a part. You think it's due to like the kind of like the current like world situation, pandemic, uh, political stuff? Like, do you feel like that is kind of added to this um, emergence of men who are having more issues? Yeah, the men can't get it up. Uh, yes, I think uh, um, absolutely. You know, the quarantine on on a, on a lot of different levels. So guys are sitting around. They're not as active. Uh, they, people have gained weight. People are stressed. So what does stress do? Stress increases the adrenergic nervous system, the sympathetic nervous system, and that causes blood vessels to constrict. So what do you need to uh, have an erection? You need more blood flow. So stress, anxiety, do the opposite. So they are erection killers. This is interesting because, you know, we have so many people and we have a lot of women that listen and the women kind of do this thing where they're like, is it me? Am I the problem? And I mean, based on what you're saying, you know, an erection is a, is, isn't, you know, serving, it's not serving chocolate. It's baking a cake. It sounds like it's like 30 different things that go into it. And it sounds like it's, it's in large part mental well, rather than physical. It can, you know, certainly can be both. It's uh, and the mental affects the physical, right? So ultimately, it's a it's a lack of blood flow, um, and in many cases, particularly in younger men, it's uh, stress or anxiety. So you know, a lot of guys going back to quarantine and and what's going on, they may be sitting at home a lot. They may be masturbating more. They may be watching porn. So a lot of you know young guys get uh, sort of I don't know porn addiction. It may be a strong word, but habituated to porn, the imagery they see, they see these, you know, fake looking people. They see these guys with enormous penises. They, you know, and they feel insecure and their girlfriends don't look like porn stars or act like porn stars. So, you know, it plays on their mind. Are these men, do, do you have, when the men come in to you, is it usually them on their own? Is it with encouragement from their significant other? Is that are they like walking in like their mom bringing them into school? <laughs> like it's like like I, I I wonder this because you know we're gonna get to the question that we have from a listener, but we do get a lot of similar questions. Like how does someone encourage their partner? Should we go to the email first? Because I, yeah. I this is kind of on the subject. Yeah, well let's let's read the email and then um you can we I think we can talk about the broader the broader issue of play here too. Yeah. Let, let's go to the email because I think we could we could talk this out. Yeah. All right. So a female listener writes in. She said, hi, J&J. Love the podcast and I've shared it with all my friends. My boyfriend and I have been together since April. Everything is going perfectly in our relationship. We have great communication and similar life goals and values. There's one major issue. He has trouble keeping himself hard. We have only had sex a handful of times since the beginning of our relationship because of this. I've tried to talk to him about this several times, but he naturally gets defensive says it's just in his head and to give him time. Once I brought up the idea of trying um, erectile dysfunction medication and the answer was a flat no and ended with us both upset. 
He does an amazing job at always making sure I'm taking care of when we, when we can't have sex, but it's not the same emotional connection I am wanting. It's also making me feel undesired as his girlfriend. I understand how sensitive this topic is, so I'm not sure if I should push it more or give him space. I don't want him to feel badly about it, but I need him to understand how it affects me as well. Appreciate any advice you have. Just wanting the D. <laughs> so, Dr. Kamenetsky, what do you think of this situation? Well, the first thing, this started in April. He wants more time. I mean, that it's been five he, months. Yeah, he's had so, some time. He's had some time. So, so if this so if this fellow walked into my office and told me he's got a girlfriend, he's into her, but he can't keep it up. So the first thing I would want to know is this happened with prior partners. Uh, you wake up in the morning with a heart on, because that tells me that the hydraulics, the blood flow is working. You know. So hold on, explain that. Wake. I, now I'm just asking questions for myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Waking up with a boner. What does that mean? Well, you know, that's a normal, healthy uh, thing. Men. Yes. Okay. No, no. (laughs) I'm getting my doctor's appointment right now via this podcast. No, if someone doesn't wake up with a hard on, it doesn't mean they have a problem. But if you wake up with a an erection, that tells me right off the bat that, you know, you have decent blood flow. It's most likely psychological. The other thing I'm going to ask them along those lines is what happens when you masturbate. So if you're masturbating and you get perfectly normal erections, well, that too tells me then it's psychologic. Interesting. So, so I like to see, you know, what's the best under whatever circumstances things work. So if it's masturbating, that tells me, you know, things are pretty much physically normal. Then I'd say, you know, do you masturbate to porn? So if this guy's, you know, masturbating three times a week or four times a week to pornography and he can't get it up or keep it up with his girlfriend, well, you know, maybe there's a relationship issue. Maybe he's addicted to porn. You know, maybe, you know, he's just anxiety, you know, stress. So so those are the things I, I you know, I want to know. And, you know. You know, this woman is, you know, trying to, you know, work things out. It's, you know, what I would tell her to do is to discuss this with him, but outside of the bedroom. Like, don't discuss it after you've had sex and he lost his erection because he's Mm. very defensive and, you know, not want to talk about it. And he's feeling vulnerable about it. So talk about it, you know, at another time when there's no pressure, you know, maybe have a drink, you know, you're relaxed, you know, and maybe she should frame it, say, Hey, you know, honey, you, you know, you make me feel so good. You turn me on so much. I love sex, but it could be better. You know, let's try to make it better, you know, so try to, or just more of it, right? Like she's saying they've only had sex a handful of times since April. So like I, I'm, I'm looking for a relationship that features more sexual yeah, right? say, I want, you know, I want more intimacy, you know, it feels so good when you do it. I want to do it, you know, more. Yeah. So, but you know, that guy. Yeah. So, so a guy like this, maybe I'm not sure what the problem is, but yeah, he would benefit from Viagra or Cialis. I mean, these drugs are generic now. They're cheap. And, but I think th- th- those are very comforting questions that you just prompted right Jordana don't you think like 
Like even asking those questions, like, are you waking up with a heart on? Like, let's start with that. For her to ask? Yeah. Or for her to like, no. For her to gauge sort of in her. Well, yeah, I think it's like her issue is like, I I thought your suggestion to talk about it outside the bedroom was great because I think her issue is that like she's bringing it up to him. He doesn't want to talk about it because it probably is a very sensitive subject for her, for him. I would guess it's happened before for him and probably just doesn't really want to like deal with it so i think that discussing it outside the bedroom thing um is a great idea and i also think if you can't if you're with a partner who can't discuss that or even i mean like you know allow you to have the conversation i think that's a bigger issue in itself than even the erectile dysfunction in question absolutely i agree with you 100 percent on that if if someone is coming to you with the mental problem I mean, you're not prescribing them stuff, right? Are you, how do you how do you turn someone away like that? Yeah, no. If it's psychological, I'm gonna give them. Um, I'm gonna put them on medicine. I want. So if someone comes to see me and he can't get it up, when he leaves my office, he's gonna be able to get it up that, that night. That's that's my goal. <laughs> you should put that above the door guaranteed. of the doctor's <laughs> boners guaranteed. Guaranteed boner. <laughs> That's what he's coming to me for. So, so there's two issues here. There's the why, and there's the what are we going to do about it. Mm. So, so what are we going to do about it? It's easy. We got all these great drugs that are readily available. They're safe. They're inexpensive now. So, yeah, if it's like, and, and look, if he's taking this medicine and he's getting, uh, you know, a good erection, he's going to feel better about himself. He's going to want to have sex. And then maybe he won't he won't need it. So, you know, I, I you know, I sort of analogize this to the, uh, you know, a, a teenager who walks around with a condom in his pocket for 12 years, no, you know, five years, never has sex just so he's ready. Uh, you know, walk around with that Viagra pill in your pocket and, you know, sort of give you that confidence. Mm. So, you know, you know what the again, one of the old Viagra commercials was when the moment. When the moment is right, you'll be ready. So just knowing that. Just well, knowing that. also for their relationship, we have a, this is a woman writing in about her boyfriend. If he's not willing to like kind of make that step or go at least speak to a professional like yourself, then he's avoiding another issue in the relationship. We would have to assume, well, if you're not willing to fix that, then what about this? Right? Yeah. I mean, I mean it starts other conversations. Heart. It's not uh, fair to her. And look, she's thinking, is it me? You know, so that's not fair. She's feeling insecure about the whole thing when it's, you know, it's his problem and it's uh, affecting both of them. Right. Do you ever do you ever have an issue? And um, this is just something I mean, are there any men who come to you and they're reluctant to actually take medication? Um, I would imagine, especially if they're younger, just being like, I don't want to feel like I I have to, they almost think of it as like a, a failure or like I, you know, I don't want to have to like feel like I need this in order to get an erection or I don't have to depend on this to get an erection. Do you ever get that feedback? Yeah, a lot. A lot. You know, people say to me, am I going to have to take this for the rest of my life or am I going to become dependent on this? And basically I tell them, let's not worry about the rest of your life. Let's worry about this weekend. Let's, you know, <laughs> get it to work this weekend. 
and we'll worry about the rest <laughs> of your life later. Because Dr. No- K, you're the party doctor. They come to you. You're like, let me <laughs> let me get you. I'm going to get you out of here with wood no matter what. You, I, I, I like your attitude. Well, I've been called Dr. Love more than once. <laughs> I mean, my God. <laughs> I, let's worry about this weekend. Let's worry about Saturday night. Let's worry about getting you to the clubs. Yeah, I get it. I mean, doesn't that make sense? You know, uh, you know, the other thing going back to this guy, that just when you mention the clubs, you know, is this guy, is he drinking? You know, a lot of guys, when they have alcohol, you know, particularly if they're stressed, you know, they may drink a little to calm their nerves and one or two drinks is fine. But if you're drinking too much, it's going to affect your ability to have a have an erection. And I think some guys drink to excess just to have a built-in excuse, you know, because they're worried about not getting it up. So that's another thing I, w- I would talk to them about. But yeah, but these drugs are not habit-forming. They're not. You don't become dependent upon them. And you know, lots of guys, you know, once they get comfortable in in a, some guys maybe in a new relationship, they have a problem. And once they get to know the person, they they don't. So, you know, it goes all, you know, runs the gap. But I I don't think that's, there should be no shame about taking these medicines. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Headliners, Ulta, Fenty Beauty, Levi's, Adidas, and so much more. Seriously, the list seems endless. Rakuten is how the -the in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. Personally, I'll be shopping for beauty and apparel. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. You know I love to find the best deals while I'm shopping. And trust me, Rakuten is the hack to save money while shopping. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because members can earn cash back on everything they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, travel, and dining. And this week only, you're going to get the best deals ever. Membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you can get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. There's no better feeling than spinning around in a salon chair to see your hair looking absolutely perfect. But it feels impossible to come up with that same look at home. Even the best blowout brush won't give you that salon shine. Thanks to Vegamore, sticking to my hair routine has never been easier, and I'm finally seeing the shinier, healthier-looking hair that I've always wanted. Now I love the way my hair looks and feels. It's like salon fresh hair that starts at the roots. I have the Grow Hair Serum, and I can already tell that it's working. Like, my hair feels healthier. I love that it doesn't make my hair feel oily or sticky. I feel like I'm doing something really healthy for my hair. I also got to try the lash serum and the brow serum. Honestly, my hair has been hard to grow. So I love what Vegamore is doing. And I'm already seeing results. I'm already seeing thicker, faster growing hair. Vegamore products are 100% cruelty free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. When it comes to seeing results, the key is consistency. For best looking results, use for a minimum of three months for visibly fuller, healthier, and thicker looking hair. When I sign up for monthly subscription, I can get one bottle or three bottles sent. Plus I save more and I never run low on 
the products I need to take care of my hair. Give your hair the power of a little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, you up listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash UUP and use code UUP at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash UUP, code UUP to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash UUP, code UUP. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and every body. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows i had another question um what about in and i've seen this before too and i've experienced this what what about men who maintain a an erection for a very long time but like can't seem to come but they're they're erect just for a very long time, but like it's just not happening for them. Is that like an issue or is problem or is that sort of like a moment by case by and, case scenario? And and also let's hit on the other side of that. Also guys who go too soon, yeah. I'm asking for a friend. Snoop <laughs> <laughs> dog, right? Um, and anyway, yeah. So that's a more common problem, Jared, the coming too soon. Um, and that's, you oh, know, thank God. Present <laughs> company excluded, but um, yeah, so that's uh, obviously more common, and that's also could be very frustrating to a relationship and to, and to the woman. Um, you know, women think the guy's being selfish or being, uh, you know, when they come too quickly. But some guys just that you know that also goes back to masturbation. So I would ask, you know, how do you masturbate? Do you do it, you know, most guys start masturbating when they're little kids and they're doing it real quick, you know, so their mother doesn't walk in. So that's how they learn to to come. But we have treatments for that. We use this uh, spray that's really good. It's called Promescent. It, people can get it online. It uh, doesn't need a prescription. It, it gives a little numbing, numbing to the penis. It doesn't cause uh, numbness to the woman. We have all can different you, treatments. Can you spell that? For the listeners, <laughs> for the listeners, P R O M E S C E N T, and it's at promescent.com. Okay. We use some of the antidepressant medicines to slow guys down. We even did, a, we have a, a Manhattan Medical Research, is my research wing. We even did a study, didn't work out, injecting Botox into the penis for premature ejaculation. So um, there's all, all, and all that did was make the penis go on the real housewives for one last season. Right. 
<laughs> but so that's a huge problem. That's more common than ET. Uh, premature. What about, so what about, about the lady? Yeah, yeah. What about the can't stop pumping? Yeah. So that's uh, you know that's a more difficult problem to treat. So again, I go back to say you know what happens when you masturbate. If you you know are you are you masturbating with pornography? So you know we see uh, this is obviously a more common problem with women that have trouble climaxing. And I address it pretty much the same way I would address, address with a woman. So how, how do you come? Is there any way, is there a position that's easier? Is it with manual stimulation? Is it with you know, video pornographic stimulation? And try to incorporate that into, into sex. I mean, it's a, sometimes we see it in guys who are trying to get their wife pregnant but really don't want to get have a baby and you know psychologically they uh you know can't bring themselves to climax that's very interesting yeah, yeah i never i never thought of it that way yeah those <laughs> guys also can't get it up the they, penis yeah. doesn't want to have a baby right <laughs> no yeah it's so interesting the psychological um how so much of this is like psychological and and about um you know to, to me, it seems like a lot of the the listeners who write in about these kinds of issues, it's like it's very tied to like a man feeling like tying tying his sexual abilities or his sexual performance to his masculinity and in some ways to their own self-worth. Oh. I feel like that's deeply societally ingrained. So this makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, no, absolutely. Guys are very... Uh... <clears throat> you know, connected with their penises and their sexuality and their performance. It gives the whole sense of uh, sort of self and, as you said, masculinity. Right. Have you seen any sort of like, I know you said there's been a, a lot more recent uh, younger men coming to you. Do you feel like kind of like the changing gender roles and, and the way that like, you know, expectations of men and women have, have changed over the years, whether that's like earning abilities or or just like general, you know, general changing gender norms has that changed the like the the amount of people or the type of people that are coming in i uh, yeah no absolutely you know women are, i think women who work and are you know out in the you know earning money are more sort of demanding and expect more out of life and uh, you know it's i think got people like yourselves who are spreading a forum for people to talk about uh, sexuality and pleasure and, uh, you know, empower women to expect more as they should. And, you know, there are going to be some men who feel some pressure. And so, yeah, I think that all these gender, gender roles play a huge part. It's also interesting. It's also, you know, also, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of guys don't feel the right to even complain, you know, where they're like, you know, I just in, in this kind of, you know, men are kind of like talk about these things very flippantly. And then when it comes to get serious about it, it's like, well, you've been joking about it your whole life. So why should you get to have any say in this, you know, or, or take it seriously now? You know, it's it's tough on guys, you know, guys can't fake it, right? So yeah. if a woman's not that into it, she could, you know, 
go through the motions. A guy, you know, you got to get hard on. You know, if you have a hard on, you can hang your hat on it. If you if you don't, you know, it's limp, and you know, there's nothing worse than a limp penis, right? That, right. That's how that's how men run into Doctor K's office. I got <laughs> you. Got to help me, man. I got to get a hard on. I I can't be limp like this. Well, yeah. I mean, it's that's true. It's like very. Um, it's much easier for women to avoid the conversation of like, you know, if they're not coming, they can fake it, or it's just. I feel like it's not necessarily as much of a stigma in that way. So they can either talk about it and it's less weird, or. They can avoid. They can much more easily avoid that conversation than men can. And, yeah. and also, also, a lot of women can go. Ah, well, ta- better luck next time. You know, like even when you fake it, like there's no. It's a one shot deal with a guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and so I saw a guy today, just two hours ago, a new patient. He was a 35 year old healthy guy, never had a problem with his erections, and two weeks ago he couldn't get it up, and since then he. He couldn't get it up and he's freaking out. And I said, you know, I said, calm down. I said, there's nothing wrong. You know, there's nothing wrong with you. This is, you know, you couldn't get it up, you know, once. And now it's in your head, you, you know. So I put this guy, you know, gave this guy a prescription for something. And, you know, he's going to be fine. And he said the same thing. You know, am I going to have to be this on this my whole life? Are you sure there's nothing seriously wrong with me? You know, I said, everybody loses their erection at some time or another. You either obsess about it or you just, you know, write it, you know, say, all right, you know, I'll do better next time. And I just I just imagine Dr. K rubbing his neck, giving massaging his neck while talking him down. <laughs> right. He was he was he needed a little talking down. This guy, he was really a little uh, high strung. But do you deal with like male infertility as well? Yeah, we treat uh, men with infertility, yeah. Is that going um, up? Is that going up for men? Like, is that something that's changing? Um, you know, infertility rates are increasing slightly. Studies have shown there's been a decrease in quality of sperm in men in the United States. And I think people are having uh, kids later. So the quality of sperm does diminish over time. So I think that, yes. So I would say the answer is yes, it is more common. At what age do, do men start to um, like get less fertile? Well, you know, men obviously, unlike women, can potentially have kids throughout their life cycle. But after the age of uh, late 30s, 40s, you start to see uh, a diminution in uh, sperm and you start to see a decrease in testosterone. So we deal a lot with men with low testosterone. That's a big specialty of ours. And men's testosterone start to decrease in their mid-30s very slowly. But we see a lot of young guys with low testosterone. So What is, that, what is low testosterone? Because I've seen those commercials. That's kind of, those commercials are kind of in the punchline to me. Like They're like the type of commercials you see at a certain hour on certain networks like low T. And it kind of like is a little bit funny to me. Is that a real issue? Like I always kind of think of that as like gas station, you know, penis pills. Like it doesn't really, I didn't really think of it as like a real thing. No, testosterone is a real thing. So guys with low testosterone, I mean, what makes a man feel masculine and feel 
good and healthy. Well, a lot of things, but one of my it is sports cars and my golf. <laughs> no, you got it. Uh, so when the testosterone level goes down, uh, decreased muscle mass, increased body fat, uh, decreased libido, decreased energy, uh, poor problems with erections. And, you know, so guys are sitting around now part of the last six months. Everybody's gained, you know, a lot of people have gained 15 pounds, the COVID-15. So what happens when you have more body fat? Well, testosterone gets broken down into estrogen, in fact. So more fat, less testosterone, more estrogen. So that's not good for your erections or your libido or for anything. For your fertility. Huh? Yeah, your fertility. Mm -hmm. Well, this is all so interesting. Uh, Jordana, do you have any other questions? I, I, this I is, think we I, just I'm, ran through a lot of them. I but. know. <laughs> Dr. Kamenetsky, we really appreciate you coming on and being kind of the the official, uh, you know. Dr. You know, Love. Do Dr. Love of the UUP podcast. That's we really appreciate it. And I think it's great for our, especially for our male listeners, but also our female listeners to, you know, destigmatize talking about these kinds of issues. Cause like you said, I think they're a lot more common than is known. And people are, you know, kind of feel shameful about talking about them when they shouldn't, especially if, uh, if they're as common as you're saying. So we'd love to have you back. If there's any other questions that we cannot answer about this topic. Uh, it's my pleasure. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, my daughter out of her mind because she's a huge fan of you guys and uh, when you uh when you i answered that question for you a few months ago i got so many emails from her all her friends uh, they were all i was a rock star that's so, very oh, that's great that's very cool for us to hear i i and listen we want everyone who's listening if you have if you want to have your own dr love go on instagram at dr jed kamenetsky on Instagram. It'll be on my social and the UUP social and Jordana's, I'm sure. So go follow, go get involved. And he's in Midtown, uh, University Urology. And listen, if you're if you're dealing with these things, you know, Dr. Kamenetsky is someone you can reach out to. It, it is and they're doing you're doing virtual stuff, right? Yeah, sure. Love it. Absolutely. Perfect. All right. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's our Sunday special. Keep spreading the word on the Sunday special. We love doing these. And if you have an idea, if you're looking for someone to come on or a topic for us to go over that's a little out of left field and different, UUP at Betches.com, UUP at Betches.com. We'll be back next week. You Up is hosted by Jared Freed. And Jordana Abraham. Our editor is Sean Kilby. Social media by Abby Lloyd. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Be sure to follow us at, at UUPPod on Instagram and email your questions to UUP at Betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. Betches.